Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic Guy. Remember it so you don't have to. With the passing of Harold Ramis recently, a lot of people have been wondering if I was going to do anything related to arguably his most popular film, Ghostbusters. It seems silly not to, seeing how I've seen this movie more times than I've seen The Sun. But what do you say about a film that's so popular and has already been talked about to death? I mean, what am I supposed to do? Talk about all the tiny, really unimportant stuff that you never noticed in the past? Yes, we've all seen this film a ton of times, but the best movies are the ones you often have to watch over and over again in order to catch everything. And even though I'm sure there's more subtle touches throughout this film, these are the ones that you most likely have missed. Not behind the scenes, and not in pre-production, but right in front of you the whole time. And I'm here to count down the top 11 of them today. Why top 11? Because I like to go one step beyond. So, sit back and enjoy the top 11 moments you never noticed in Ghostbusters. This hand is totally copping a feel. I know a lot of people are probably distracted by the fact that this is such a shit-your-pants scary scene, but look at that! It's totally manhandling her! There's even one scene where her boob totally pops out of her sweater! You see? I don't care if you turn her into a possessed demon of the night, but bad touch simply won't be tolerated. No one has the right to touch you if you don't want them to. You tell them, Sonic! Number 10. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man actually appears three times in the movie. We all know the final big finish, but he also appears in Dana Barrett's groceries and on the side of a billboard when the ghosts are released. Guess he just wanted to make his role bigger, because clearly it wasn't big enough. Bucket. Number 9. Egon looks down at his mark during their commercial. This matches perfectly as Ray is clearly too into his role. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Peter could barely give a crap. You or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? And Egon can't even manage to keep eye contact with the camera. Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Top it all off with these three awkward smiles and you got an ad you'll never forget. We're ready to believe you! Number 8. Nobody is checked by the EMT. Except for Lewis for some reason. It's understandable that after destroying a giant marshmallow man and crossing the streams that could have possibly resulted in total, total platonic reversal, reversal, that some medical attention or doctor checkup would be required. And yet, Lewis is the only one who seems to get it. Why? Dana Barrett was a dog too! No, no, he's right! How come he can't go with them in the car? There's no reason not to! Why does he get the special treatment by not getting the special treatment? Well, let's just end with Dana and Peter giving an awkward kiss, to a loving kiss, to Peter showing off making it an awkward kiss again. What an asshole. Number 7. Does this line sound familiar? Go get her, Ray! Yeah, the joke is that Peter is speaking for them as a team and then sends in Ray to do the hard work, but does it possibly remind you of an earlier scene? Get her! Ah! Yep, the joke is suddenly made funnier when you realize that this is all part of Peter's sweet revenge for getting their asses scared off earlier. Even down to using the exact same term, getter. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Number six. How do poor people afford video games? The Ghostbusters constantly talk about how they're tight for money in the first half of the movie. Well, if that's the case, where the hell did they get three arcade games from? Was Atari really so important that you couldn't live without it? This magnificent feast here represents the last of the petty cash. Well, at least we have the Big Trouble in Little China pinball game. Or whatever that is. Number five. 
When figuring out the price for their first job, Egon signals Peter for how much it costs. Of course, when they start off, they claim they've done this a million times. We handle this kind of thing all the time. But when it comes to the numbers, they're still not sure what the protocol is. But they want to look more professional than they are, so they work off each other to figure out the exact amount. Now, for the entrapment, we're going to have to ask you for four big ones, $4,000 for that. But we are having a special this week on proton charging and storage of the beast, and that's only going to come to $1,000. Sanike. Number four. You remember the Ghostbusters burning up the cleaning woman's card, but did you ever notice that she tried to put out the fire with Windex? Does that work? Maybe my big fat Greek wedding was right. Number three. Ron Jeremy, Carl Winslow, and Ivan Reitman all make appearances. Yep, right after the containment unit is shut down, one of the onlookers is, strangely enough, the famous porn star Ron Jeremy. He doesn't seem to play a porn star in this unless he was on his way to a shoot. However, Family Matters star Reginald Vell Johnson does play a cop just like he did as Carl Winslow. Okay, Ghostbusters, Mayor wants to see you guys. His appearance is brief, but like most people, we like to think that his role here, his role in Family Matters, and his role in Die Hard were all the same guy just undercover. Hell, maybe the kid he shot in Die Hard was Steve Urkel. I almost want you! And yes, even the film's director was in this movie. Reportedly supplied the voice for both Slimer and Zool. Well, to quote Peter. What a lovely singing voice you must have. Number two. The climax starts out during the day, goes into night, but then suddenly comes out day again. Okay, we can give the movie a little bit of leeway in terms of how long the final battle took, but eight hours? Even if you argue that Gozer made the sky dark, it still clears up to reveal stars after she's destroyed. The climax is at maximum 20 minutes long, but the movie is indicating that it took over maybe seven hours. By God, did it really take them that long to go up those stairs? Next time, try taking Ecto-2. Yeah, we can do more damage that way. And the number one moment you never noticed in Ghostbusters is... Walter Peck is 100% right. I know I'm not the first person to say this, but Peck is totally justified in what he is doing. He may be one of the most enjoyably hateable characters in movie history, but what is he trying to do? He wants to examine their business because he thinks it's unstable. Peter turns him down because it is unstable. Beyond belief. When they turn on the proton packs, they back away from him. They openly acknowledge they have never tested their equipment. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. And pretty much every other scene indicates that none of their incredibly dangerous devices are up to date. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. How's the grid holding up? It's not good. Turning it off would be like dropping a bomb in the city. Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. Every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. This is a nuclear bomb waiting to go off! And granted, Peck is still dickless for turning off the containment unit not knowing what it'll do. But how can something that dangerous that ends up destroying the city only have three people that know how to handle it? They didn't even bring their new crew member up to date! He shut off the protection grid. Oh, great. That's bad, isn't it? What the hell? We're trusting these guys with the fate of our city? Yeah, Peck's a jerk. Yeah, we love to hate him. But let's face it, as much of a douchebag as he is, these fuckers are much more dangerous. You guys are full of crap, and that's why you went out of business. Ungrateful little yuppie larva. Now, 
Of course, there's a lot more than just 11 little things that you never noticed in a movie this good, but I only have 11 slots. So, if there's anything you noticed that maybe the majority of people haven't, list it in the comments below and keep talking about one of the most talkable movies of all time. I'm the Nostalgia Critic, I remember it so you don't have to. Hey guys, Doug Walker here. Uh, two things for you real quick. Number one, did you like this video? The reason we ask, even though people leave comments and say what they think all the time, uh, we were thinking about turning this into a regular series because uh, there's a lot of movies that we sadly have watched a million times and you notice little things in the background that are kind of fun to bring up. Uh, so we were wondering if maybe we can do this with other nostalgic movies and if people be interested in it. Uh, maybe that would sort of be the thing that pops up every other week in between the reviews. Uh, th there's still be editorials every once in a while, but uh, we were thinking about doing this because it, it's just a fun thing and we notice this stuff uh, and we like to hear other people share in the comments like, hey, and you ever notice this about this movie and so on and so forth? And we want to make it very much what you see, not necessarily... Uh, what went into the making of it or the background story. You can go online, you can see a bunch of that stuff. We, we like very much that it was always in plain sight and you never noticed it. So, uh, yeah, let us know if you like that, if this is something you'd like to see more of. Uh, number two, I have one more Ghostbusters story, uh, and I didn't put this on the list because, like I said, it didn't really connect with what you saw, but it's just a funny story and it has nothing to do with anything, but it's... It's just a cute story. So, okay, you remember the scene where they're just about to go into business, they're, they just got thrown out of the college and they're gonna go and they're gonna start it up. They're drinking, they're kind of getting buzzed. We asked our dad, we said, what is that that they're drinking? And he didn't really want to say what alcohol was and that they were probably a little tipsy when they did this and that's how he kind of convinced Ray to go into it. So he made up the idea that that's the magic drink that turns them into Ghostbusters. And the only reason I bring this up is because if you watch that scene, watch it with the idea that that is the magic drink that turns him into Ghostbusters because once Ray drinks it, he starts talking really smart and really scientific and throwing out all these terms. This ecto-containment system that Spengler and I have in mind is going to require a load of bread to capitalize. And then Peter drinks it and suddenly they're off and they're getting the firehouse and they're getting the equipment together and stuff and it's just for years when I was a little kid, that's what I thought that stuff was. I thought it was the magic drink that made him Ghostbusters. So it has nothing to do with anything, but I thought it's a funny little story and I just share it with you. So, sorry for wasting your time, it's just a cute little thing. So, uh, that's about it. Let us know if you enjoyed this video, and again, share a bunch of our stuff that maybe me or other people didn't notice about Ghostbusters, because it's a great movie and it's a lot of little stuff to notice. Take care.